0: Morning all. Good morning. How are we doing? Happy Christmas, people. Feel good? Yeah, way. Well, I love the children. It's great, isn't it? When you say, "What'd you get for Christmas?" A hamster. I hope that wasn't a real hamster they were holding like that. Um, it's great to be with you. It's great looking out and seeing so many sort of familiar faces and those that are back for the Christmas period and that sort of thing. Um, I want to start by... We're going to look at the Christmas story, obviously. We're not going to look at anything else this morning. Um, but I want to, f- first off, ask you a question. What does Christmas mean for you? What's it all about? Because it holds all sorts of different uh, ideas these days, and it holds... Uh, di- it symbolises something different for each of us. Now, does it mean all the gifts that we've seen have been given and received? Now, I heard the ra- on the radio yesterday, apparently... £1.3 billion pounds were spent just on Christmas Eve, estimated to be spent just on Christmas Eve, just in England. Now, that's incredible, isn't it? I hope a lot of that's going to be spent on me. If you're, anything, if you're anything like me, leading up to Christmas, I can lose the plot a little bit. I get there thinking, oh, I wonder what gifts I'm going to get. I wonder what M's going to get me. I wonder what I'm going to get myself, for that matter. Um but it does. It means also, maybe it means time with family and friends. Now, I'm not knocking that. I've got my dad and my brother, Steph, with us. We haven't had Christmas together since me and Steph were kids. He's in bed at the moment, but my dad's here. Um, so it's great. They've come all the way from the States to be with us. So that's wonderful. Uh, that's great, having Christmas with them. But what I want to look at... So, what does it mean for you, first off? What does Christmas symbolise? What does it sort of generate in your head... Let's look at what Christmas is really all about, okay? What we're going to do, I'm going to start by reading three somewhat short passages from the Bible, from the New Testament, from the Gospels. We're going to go into Luke, and then into Matthew, and then back into Luke again. And then I'm going to tie things up, bring some, look at the reality, really, of what Christmas is all about. Is that okay? If you have your Bibles with you, don't bother following along, because I'm going to be skipping around all over the place, all right? But... I, I saw, Listen, if you want to, you can. I'm starting in Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 35. Before I do, I want to go ahead and pray. Why don't you pray with me? Lord, we love you. We thank you so much for who you are. As I look out, I look at all these faces. I look at all these faces, all these dear ones that you love so much. And I thank you, Jesus, that we come to you this morning as our king. And Christmas, we remember it's the time when God, you came as the Lord Jesus, to planet Earth, to come for ordinary folk like us. So I pray, Holy Spirit, would you be with us? I pray for everything I say this morning. I pray for fresh truths to penetrate our hearts. Fill us afresh with your Spirit. And I pray we'd meet you on this Christmas morning in such a powerful way. In Jesus' name, Amen. Okay, Luke chapter 1. This is the birth of Jesus foretold or predicted, okay? In the sixth month, God sent an angel, the angel Gabriel, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, who was a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings. Imagine that, an angel just appears, greetings. You who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary. You've found favour with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. We've already heard Paul read from Isaiah These familiar words. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm still a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. So that is Jesus' birth foretold, if you like. And now we're going to look at the birth of Jesus in Matthew chapter 1, 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary, who we've just read about, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, before they had sexual union, if you like, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Imagine Joseph's response to this. We just read over this so easily. Imagine what Joseph must have thought. She was already found to be with child before they were married. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, good man, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he'd considered all this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what's conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She'll give birth to a son. We've already heard this. And you are to give him the name Jesus because he was saved his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, which was Isaiah. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Which means God with us. That's what today's all about. That's what this season is all about. God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son. And he, Joseph, gave him the name Jesus. Let's look at a response. Let's look at those who saw him. Luke chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. Again, an angel appeared to human beings. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified Imagine it, you would be terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid, I bring you great news. I bring you news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born. He is Christ the Lord. I'm going to skip down a little bit. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was laying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child, And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. Now, I'm going to leave it there, and then we're going to move on. They're the three Bible accounts I wanted to read out to almost give us a bit of a springboard, a backdrop about this whole Christmas story. It's about Christ the Saviour being foretold, predicted, and then an angel appearing to Mary and Joseph saying, he's going to be born to you, and then shepherds coming to witness him. So centuries beforehand, we read a, a, a prophet named Isaiah talking about Jesus. An angel had come to affirm it, and some shepherds—some shepherds—were chosen to witness it. It's amazing. It was time for the one promised throughout Old Testament history, this great one, to come—the savior of the world, the Messiah, the one that would deal with sin once and for all, take it away, as far as the east is from the west the great rescuer ha- had arrived. He was here. What was he like? What, were this, what was this mighty one like? Let's, let's look at the reality of that a little bit because I think so often we can think he came, as we read in Revelation, this conquering king. Let's look at how this king arrived. Through these three accounts, what I want to do is very quickly just bullet point some absolute amazing yeah. truths that I freshly saw in this, Okay. Let's look at how this one arrived. First off, the angel appears to Mary. The angel appears to Mary. Joseph and some shepherds to Mary appears and says, "Greetings, you who have found favor with God, you who are highly favored. Do you know God's chosen you, Mary, to give birth to this one that was promised." Joseph, don't be afraid. The angel appears to Joe, "Don't be afraid. If you're anything like me, if my wife, as as we were engaged, she was found to be with child, I'd think all sorts of crazy things, as you would as well. But the angel says, don't be afraid, Joseph, don't. What's inside of Mary is is from God. This is of God. Take her home. Take her home to be your wife. The shepherds, can you imagine that these guys chilling out by a fireplace? It doesn't really say that, I don't think. They're just kicking back. Suddenly, an angel appears to them. Evening chaps, you could imagine it. They shoot up. What on earth is this? Don't And guys, don't be afraid. I bring you great news. Today in your town, in, in the town, in the town of David, a saviour has been born. It's Christ the Lord. It's Christ the Lord. So both the prophet and the angel prepare the way, describing what's to come. That God would enter human history. That's Christmas. That's Christianity, isn't it? That God would come and enter human history. What other faith talks like that? That the head of the faith would come and be like us. That God himself would come and enter human history in the form of a baby, baby boy. The baby was not created. The baby was not like God. The baby was God. This baby that we've read about, the ones the angels spoke about, was God coming. God coming. And as God, he had the right, if you like, to arrive in any way he wanted. He could have arrived with a royal welcome. That's how I would have come, okay? I would have come with a royal welcome, with flags and banners and people and praise and celebrations Sand's here. The king's arrived. <laughs> but he didn't choose to do this. He didn't choose to do this. He could have arrived in any time in history, any place, to any family to belong to. He could have arrived fully grown. That's what always blows my mind. But he came as a baby. I've got a seven week year old daughter. All she does is a bit of this, a bit of that, and I'm not going to say the rest. <laughs> but she doesn't do too much. She's our precious one. We love her dearly. That's how our God came. He didn't come molded as a ready, rearing to go king. Give me my kingdom. I'm ready to rule and reign. Let's roll. No, he arrived as a baby. He wasn't born in a first-class Middle Eastern palace, medical facility, not even an inn. Was there room enough for our God? Most likely, Jesus, God, was born where the animals were. Because Luke's Gospel tells us the shepherds found him wrapped up in swaddling and placed in a manger. So after being born, he wasn't placed in a golden crib with fine linen, perfume sheets, Sounds like my bedroom. He was placed into a feeding trough. Wrapped in probably smelly old blankets. Where the livestock ate. A feeding trough. It's amazing. Merry Christmas. Feeding trough. There weren't the finest doctors or medical team at hand. Just a young couple. Probably absolutely terrified. Now, like I've just said, we've just had a little girl. Many of you will know the circumstances our little girl was born into. We couldn't get to the hospital in time. It's a joke, really. We live at the back of the hospital, pretty much. And our little girl was born in the front seat of our Renault Scenic. And we were terrified, let me tell you. For a time, I was flying along the ridge, obviously going the speed limit, um, <laughs> or just over. But we were, I was flying along the ridge with M screaming at me, and I, I'm just shouting back at her, love, you've just got to breathe. I didn't, know, I didn't know what else to say. She was screaming at me, I was screaming at her. We almost, we got to the hospital in time, but the midwife came and delivered the baby in the front seat of our scenic. But what I'm trying to say is for a split, well, for ten minutes or so, five minutes, I thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to deliver my baby. And I've never done this before. I have nothing other than the Renault manual. <laughs> a few dance CDs in the glove box. Apart from that, not much. My jacket. We were terrified, weren't we, love? We were absolutely terrified. So you just, let's just think of Mary and jo- And I'm, I'm in my 30s. And Emma is as well. These guys were young, teenagers probably. In a stable where the animals were. It's amazing. It's amazing. So there was Mary, Joseph, God the baby. No pressure. And possibly some animals. That's it. That's it. Who was the first to visit God? Royalty, dignitaries, official important people. Friends, family. No. Some shepherds. Some farmers. Farmers were the first to visit I want to flip it on a little bit. This is our king, guys. This is our God. If you're here visiting us this morning, this is the saviour of the world. This is how he came. He chose to come humbly, humbly from heaven to earth, as we sung this morning. The beauty of heaven, the perfectness of heaven, the comfort of heaven to this broken earth. He chose to come. Quietly, under the radar, under the radar, Privately, really, with no fuss. I know there was angels, but there could have been a lot more fuss. In the form of a baby boy tightly wrapped in the womb of a young, vulnerable, probably poor peasant girl called Mary. It's an amazing story. But it's an amazing truth. This is reality. This is true. Do you believe it? This is true. Now, it wasn't, ra- it wasn't a random date in history. Christmas isn't something that God just thought... Oh, about here, or it's a random date that this should fit in, or the baby's coming, so it's about now. In Galatians, in the Bible, it tells us, when the time had fully come, so there's a date set by God, when the time had fully come, God sent his son. Born of a woman, as we've read, Mary, born under the law, they were constricted to this law, to redeem, to save, to rescue those that are held by the law. And it goes on to say that we should receive full rights as sons. So I want to expand it. You know, Christmas is the time when the rescuer came to redeem us, to save us. Ultimately, we lead up to Easter when the real work was done. But Christmas is the start of this great rescue mission. The angel says to Mary, Do you know, Mary, you found favour with God? You found favour with God. This, to me, speaks of God's amazing grace. That he would come and entrust himself as a baby and give himself to Mary. What grace. What grace. Into the hands of a young teenager. It's thought that Mary, someone might correct me afterwards, but in my study of this, it's thought that Mary is anywhere from 12 to 16 years old. That's phenomenal, isn't it? Can I just ask you quickly, if it doesn't embarrass you, feel free to not do it. Is anyone in that age bracket, 12 to 16, could you stand up? Just look around. I'm not too sure how how old Joseph might have been, but people feel that Mary was young. She was tiny. She was little. She was little. I just want to do something quickly. Where's my little girl? done darling. Just woken her up. Oh, there's a dummy. Charlie, can you grab a dummy? Okay. No pressure. If you drop her, it's my fault, okay? Can you hold it just for a moment? This is, this is my little girl, Beth. I know Jesus was a boy, but humour me just for a minute. This was re- the reality. I love this little thing more than... Most things in the world, more than anything in the world, apart from Jesus. This is what God the Father did. He came in the form of a baby, just like this. He said, "I want to entrust him to you." And do you know who's going to help you? Dan. Dan's going to help you. We'll pick her up on Tuesday. Is that all right? <laughs> Just just have a look just for a moment. Sorry to him, but I hope this doesn't embarrass you. I hope it, I hope it encourages you, actually, because this is, this is our God, that he would love guys like us, guys like them, and entrust his most precious possession to a teenage girl. Thank you. Sorry, darling. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks, mate. As I was getting ready for this, that was the only thing that popped into my mind. I thought, this was the reality of it. Okay, just to finish off. If you don't know, there's Christmas dinners in the oven and stuff. Can you imagine these days a king being born in these surroundings? Think about it. Prince Charles, the soon-to-be king of our nation, being born in a shack on a farm just outside of battle. Just outside of battle, in in a stable. No, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen because we're not humble enough, but God is. Or imagine God choosing to arrive like this today. He doesn't choose London, New York with all its glitz and glamour. I see Matt there. London with all its glitz and glamour. With hospitals, instead he chooses Hastings, Bexhill, maybe Sidley. (laughs) I'm not knocking Sidley, but I'm talking about a small village-y sort of town. He doesn't pick a well-educated, well-experienced lady. Someone in their 40s, 30s, 20s with a ton of experience. God chooses a vulnerable Haystonian, teenager and a young chippy boyfriend. Maybe from one of the poorer estates, the poorer parts of town. Not born in the conquest, not a nice hospital like the Royal Vic. Not even a warm home, instead one of the fishing huts in the old town. One of the fishing huts. Just the two of them scared. That's the reality of Christmas. God does things very differently than than we would. Says his ways are higher than our ways, his thoughts higher than our thoughts. Christmas, and Christianity for that matter, is all about God coming to earth. The creator of the universe comes to be with, grow with, live with, and ultimately die for the ones he created. That's our God. He comes to be with ordinary people, just like Mary, just like Joseph, just like the shepherds, and today, just like you and me. Forgive me for calling you ordinary, but that's what we are. Ordinary people. And he comes for us. He didn't send a substitute, he arrived in person. He came carrying these two names. Emmanuel, which means? God with us. What an amazing God. The other name, Jesus, which means? Yahweh who saves. God, our God who saves. God with us, and the God that saves us. I'm going to finish by reading this scripture that Paul has already read. Isaiah written hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus came. For to us, a child is born, Emmanuel. To us, a son is given, that's Jesus. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace will be no end, he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. Amen. That's our God. That's our King. That's the Saviour of the world. Happy Christmas. I'm going to pray. Father, we we thank you for your amazing grace to us. We thank you that you would love us so much that you'd come for us. We didn't initiate it, we didn't come to you, you came to us. We love you, we love you for Christmas, we love you for Jesus, and we love you for salvation. We love you. In Jesus' name, Amen.